Well, here it comes. Oh my goodness. Kick and chase by Mullen. Kick and chase again by Mullen. It's a miracle. Oh yeah. What about that one? Stello. Unbelievable. Aguero. Oh, 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 He's given it in. He's given it in. Here's Aloisi for a place in the World Cup. He's you're back on the racing and sports punters pod this wednesday july 27 where we help you navigate through the exhilaratingly trepidatious world of sports betting. Jimmy Buckley with you for another session on the mic in an already bizarre week off the field where a septet of manly players have ducked behind a religious shield to defend their decision not to wear the Seagulls pride jumper this weekend, inadvertently shifting all of the NRL's attention from Sunday's refereeing debacle that robbed the West Tigers against the Cowboys. That comes after the Gold Coast Titans hastily parted ways with injured 33-year-old Kiwi forward Kevin Proctor, whose decision to indulge in a half-time vape at the weekend left him looking for options in the English Super League. Further afield, and English folk all across the country collectively broke out in a passionate rendition of football's coming home after their women's side thrashed Sweden this morning to break a run of three consecutive semi-final losses in the competition. And they've now advanced to the Euros decider where they'll play either Germany or France, who from what we know are yet to break into premature celebratory song. And for all the buzz that'll bring on the British Isles and the continent, it pales into insignificance compared with the frenzy of excitement, anticipation, emotion and titillation we feel this time every year on the verge of the Scottish soccer season, which kicks off this weekend. To discuss whether Ange's Celtic can go back to back, whether Giovanni's Rangers can bring the crown across the River Clyde once again, whether the Jam Tarts will still be in the title hunt come February, whether Aberdeen will bounce back under Jim Goodwin, and whether the Buddies, Staggies, Saints and Killy can all stave off the spectre of relegation. I'm joined by Racing and Sports Head of Wagering, Ken Rutherford, and Ken what an exciting time of the year. Well, particularly if you're a Celtic or a Rangers supporter, James, it's, it's extremely exciting. What an introduction, everyone, wasn't it? <laughs> I've got uh, goosebumps at the back of my neck, quite frankly. I'm breaking up in a cold sweat at the, <laughs> the thought of this weekend. Scottish Premier League games and the fixtures are underway. And it's Celtic and Rangers out in front, you'd think, by a couple of lengths all the way, wouldn't you? But it's interesting, having had a look at... Some of the transfer news that's uh, emanating from the Scottish League over the last couple of months. Look, Celtic and Rangers, it's fair to say, have both bolstered their stocks very cleverly, but also those teams on the initial periphery, you know, the teams, the Aberdeens, the the Dundee Uniteds, etc., they've done some good business too. Absolutely they have, and I agree with you there. I I think Celtic and Rangers have operated shrewdly through this transfer market. Rangers have sold off a couple of their superstars. Joe Arrivo's gone to Southampton. Calvin Bassey's gone to Ajax. For a combined £33 million, which, well, should keep the Wolves away from the door at that club for a number of years, but it looks like they've uh, they've invested quite well. I think they've brought in uh, some defensive strength in the form of Yilmaz from uh, Besiktas and Ben Davies uh, from Liverpool. 
Celtic, I think they've done well. They've made Jota, mm-hmm. the Portuguese, a permanent signing. They've brought in the Socceroo Aaron Moy, who reunites with Ange Postacoglu. They've also signed Cameron Carter, Vickers from Spurs, and they've brought in, I guess, a backup goalkeeper to Joe Hart. And I just want to give you this before we move on, Ken, because mm. uh, we're all about a bit of fun on this podcast. But uh, they've signed Benjamin Segrist from Dundee United. And the former Dundee United manager, Hungarian Shabat Laszlo, believes he might actually challenge Joe Hart to be Celtics number one this season. Now, I just looked into Shabba Laszlo's managerial career, as you do when you're researching these things. How's this for a CV mm-hmm. in, in order of teams managed? Ferenc Cevaros from Hungary, mm-hmm. FC Sopron also from Hungary. Mm-hmm. He then became the Uganda national team manager. He then took over at Hearts, moved on to a club in Belgium. He then took over the Lithuanian national team before coaching MTK Budapest and then moving over to Unaska Streda, which I believe is a Slovakian club. Went over to Dundee United, had a crack at Sepsi SK in Romania and finished up at Chennai FC in India and I believe he now lives in uh, Edinburgh. So there you go. Well, he's a man of uh, many stamps in one's passport, hasn't he? Uh, I noticed you weren't game enough to pronounce the Belgian team uh, uh, that he had played for, uh, James. He did a hell of a job on the other ones, mind you, which I may have well avoided. But um, he's got a, a catalogue of uh, success and disasters, no doubt, as that particular manager. The, going back to some of the ins and outs, though, through the, the Celtic and Rangers squads, you, you're spot on. You know, there's been some some good business done there. Jota, Yotta uh, from Benfica. Interesting when you look at his statistics, James, uh, when he was at Benfica a good two or three years ago, as a young player, admittedly, he, he didn't score many goals. But I think in 29 appearances for Celtic, he scored 10 times, which is quite incredible. And his stats in terms of assists is very impressive as well. I think the business was about £6.5 million, pounds, I think. So not an inconsiderable sum for Celtic to spend on the on the midfielder from Portugal. And Aaron Moy is a player I've always had a lot of time for. His time at Huddersfield was impressive. You know, one of those energetic... Um, Tough, hard, crunching, tackling uh, midfielders, isn't he? Went to China for a, for a year or so. He's come back into into the into the British system there at Celtic. So I expect him to go well. Good bit of business there by Ange. And for Rangers, the real impressive signing for mine is, is Tom Lawrence. Got a lot of time for Tom. Derby County, of course. He he, he stayed at, at Derby with with Wayne Rooney there. Get with all the trials and tribulations that Derby County have gone through in terms of ownership over the past two or three seasons. Lawrence's been a consistently good player. He obviously plays the Welsh national team as well. And I think a great piece of business to get him on a free for, for Rangers. Now, if we can steer it towards the betting odds just for a moment, Celtic are roughly about $1.60 to win this yep. title and Rangers are $2.20 and it's about a million to one the rest of the field, mm. which is normal. I've spent the majority of this off-season relatively confident that Celtic would win this title, probably by somewhere in the region of, say, five to ten points mm. over Rangers. Just probably over the last week or so, I've started to waver slightly and feel that maybe Rangers are going to bring a pretty serious challenge again this season. What are your thoughts on that, Ken? Well, it's interesting. I, I actually noted down the, the market prices around about a week ago, and Celtic were around the sort of 153 to 155 mark. 
Now, I've seen it, I've actually drifted out to the close to the 160, 162, 163 mark for the Premiership title. So there has been money for Rangers as a result of that upward move on Celtic. They're into about $2.25 from about two thirty-five a week ago. So there is some market confidence that Rangers can mount more of a challenge to, to the hoops than perhaps they have in the last few years. Rangers, I think, have won the league title once in the last... 10 to 11 mm, years, that James. Is, that so is correct, yeah. That's quite a, you know, that's quite a, um, a drought by, by their lofty standards, isn't it? I mean, that great period they had in the late 90s and early 2000s with Walter Smith in charge, it, it's uh, all but a memory. So they'll be very keen to build on that great European Cup success story from last season. I know they didn't win it. It was one of the great finals, though, against Eintracht Frankfurt and terrific theatre again in that penalty shootout with Aaron Ramsey, I think, missing, missing the penalty, wasn't it, for Rangers, which gave Frankfurt that title. So... I think if you're a Blues supporter on that side of Glasgow, you'll have some real confidence that that side, the Rangers side this year, can perhaps go one better. But it's a two-horse race. If you look at the odds, Hearts are 66-1 to and third on the line of favouritism. Aberdeen around the 150s along with Hibs. And then it's 500-1 to bar. So take your pick. <laughs> Deary me. I read a stat. This may be old now. I haven't checked it. But I read a stat a number of years ago in an English newspaper that I think said that the Scottish duopoly of Celtic and Rangers is the longest running in Europe. I think all bar Ukraine, maybe. Shakhtar Donetsk. Yeah. Dynamo Kiev. They're the two, Mm. yeah. Now, I'd need to check that. The fallback argument quite often when you're talking to soccer fans around the world is that the Scottish Premier League's no good because it's a two-horse race. Mm-hmm. But I think that's quite dismissive of uh, of what is a fascinating league. There's still 12 clubs and there's still a lot to play for. Well, I think also you're reading a lot of the um, the blurb around Scottish football in general over the last two or three years, it has improved. We've seen the national side uh, have a long run in both the Euros and the World Cup qualifiers in recent times. A bit unlucky to miss out perhaps to the Ukrainians uh, for that last playoff game against Wales uh, all, all but about six to eight weeks ago. Steve Clark seems to have done a great job with, with the national team, so things are all looking up and up. You do have to go back, I think it's 84, 85, maybe this 83, 84 season when Aberdeen mm. won the Premier League, and that's the last time any other team but... Celtic Rangers did win the title. Of course, Aberdeen went through a great period in the late seventies and, and early eighties under under Alex Ferguson. Of course, Dundee United. I think it was eighty two, eighty three under Jim McLean when the boys from Tenerife uh, got it got it done for for that team. So it's it's very much been the duopoly that looks to continue again for the twenty two twenty three season. Which way will it go? Sir Alex Ferguson gets a mention. I've got a. Just a spur-of-the-moment trivia question for you there, Ken. Do you know which team he first managed? St. Mirren. Ooh, that's not a bad second effort. Team. That's not a, a bad team. effort. I should check these things before I come <laughs> in, but I think you'll find it was East Stirlingshire. I think you might be right. Unbelievable. Yes, I've, I've read his autobiography about uh, 13 or 14 times, James. It's mm. uh, being a Manchester United supporter, so <laughs> I'm, a, I'm aware of the Fergie uh, history. I, I think you are right. Uh, St Mirren, I think, was before he went to Aberdeen. Yeah, is, that sounds is that about correct? right. correct? A, a, a storied career, the Ferg. Now, best of the rest, and this... Mm. Um, what a market. This is a brilliant market because um, I think I might have found one here that I'm very excited about and that is Hearts to win the league without Celtic or Rangers so effectively to finish third. With Ladbrokes you can get $2.63 about that. As you've said just now they've strengthened as well. I think they look pretty good now on paper and I'm quite excited to see how 
Lawrence Shankland performs. He was a bit of a lower league superstar there only a few years ago, mm. and he was racking up the goals. Then he may well have gone to Dundee United, perhaps, mm. and ended up taking himself off to Belgium, where he played mm. uh, for a club last season that got relegated. Hearts have brought him in. If he can find any of that form that he displayed just a few years ago back in Scotland, he could well be one of the, the better signings, I think, of this uh, Premier League season. Like I say, $2.63 with Ladbrokes for Hearts to finish on top of the rest of the pile. You could probably make a case for a team like Aberdeen, although they've got a lot of ground to claw back after finishing yeah. pretty low last year. It might have even been 10th. Jim Goodwin, the manager there, and expected to do a pretty good job. But, but they have a, a lot of ground to claw back. And Hibs have just had a bit of a disjointed pre-season so I'd suspect you're pretty safe in suggesting that Hearts will finish ahead of those two clubs. What do you make of of Robbie Nielsen's Hearts, Ken? And is that something you'd agree with? Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree. All these sides that we're we're going to talk about now, they they do need to show that history improvement. Uh, I, I do note Hearts have got a number of players, and they've got Alex Cochran, for example, from from Brighton on loan. Kai Rolls from the Central Coast Mariners is also over there, and Lewis Nielsen, who's done a great job for Dundee United, their defender, has made the the trips about what thirty miles southwest to <laughs> to Edinburgh from from yeah. Dundee. So they've certainly strengthened their side. Have Hearts look that the cross town rivals rivals Hibs. Boy, out of all the sides, uh, punters in, in in the Scottish Premier League this year who've done the most business, it's probably. Hibs, goodness me, there's that many ins and outs, it's, it's hard to take track. But the one that really takes my eye is the Aidan McGeady, the very experienced midfielder, uh, the Irish midfielder who's been at Sunderland for a number of years, has gone through that whole period of Sunderland's relegations from, I guess, in the Premier League all the way down to, to, to League One or League Two, and then now back up, of course, to the Skybet Championship this year, Sunderland. So I see McGeady in the twilight years of his, of his career has made the, the trip north across the border to Hibs, so that... That really did take my eye. So Hearts, Hibs, I noticed Hibs around the $5 mark in that market without Celtic and Rangers. And look, I do have to uh, confess to a, a soft spot for Aberdeen. My parents were both born and bred in Aberdeen, uh, James. So I always keep an eye on what the Dons are doing at Pataudry. And a good piece of business here, punters, for, for Aberdeen. They've, they've signed the North Macedonian forward Bojan Miofsky from MTK Budapest, a young fella. Now, you don't scoff at North Macedonian football, everyone. Look, there's the national team made it all the way to some playoffs recently where they played Portugal and got beaten in some playoffs. I think there was Euros or the World Cup not so long ago. So their, their, their football is very strong. Miofsky, do some research on him, everyone. He's got a real reputation. He can get a few goals. I noticed he's 28-1 to 1 in the top goal scorer market for the Scottish Premier League this year. The favourite in that market was Furuhashi from Celtic at $4 with Morales from Rangers at about the 5-1 to 1 mark. So take an eye on that if you want some value around the top goal scorer market, Boljan Miofsky from Aberdeen. So, look, it's uh, it's it's probably Hearts. You're right in the in the without book, James. But uh, Hibs and Aberdeen not too far away in terms of the market. And can I just say there with Tab at the moment, you can you can get fifty one dollars about the North Macedonian striker to be top scorer. Well, there you go. I just so, looked, I think I looked at Sportsbet. I think it was or Bet three six five, and uh, it was twenty eight to one. So he was. He was found in those markets. Uh, just do some research. He's a young fella, 23 years of age, and uh, he could be one of those guys in a, a two or three years' time. And you go, well, if we'd spotted him a bit earlier, we, we, we might have made some money. It's, a, it's an interesting market, actually. And this is, this is always one worth looking at at this stage, purely because 
it's very, very top-heavy, as you can imagine, with Celtic and Rangers players. But you can make a pretty simple argument to say that both of those clubs really should be sharing a lot of those goals around. And you mentioned uh, Morellis from Rangers, who's currently $6 on the second line of betting. He may well miss eight or nine games through suspension, the way that he plays the game. And, and, the, and, and they're both in Europe. And, and, and they, they are. Both, and they're both going to play, you know, potentially play considerable campaigns in Europe. So they're going to rest players. Dare I say, if they're playing a, a league match on a Saturday versus the likes of Ross County and St Johnston or St Mirren, who are all towards the, the top end of the to-be-relegated market, but at the bottom end very much of the to win the Premier League market, they might rest a player if they're playing in an important Europa League match or similar on a Thursday. So punters need to be very cognizant of that, don't they, James? Absolutely, especially in this league, like you say. Just a couple of other names there that, that may be worth a bit of a look. Shanklin, who we already mentioned, he's $21 in that market. And don't be surprised if Kyle Lafferty at Kilmarnock has a very good season. He's currently at $51. He will, I would imagine, be required to score the bulk of their goals. Mm. And he's uh, he's a talented footballer. He's uh, past his prime, obviously, but but he's had a pretty good career both at club level and uh, for Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. So I quite like that price. I mean, you, you could build a pretty handy pre-season stable there and uh, and cheer for you home, I think. Yeah, look, we're going to start building up to some of our better bets, I think, over the course of the season, James, and I want to go to another market, and that's the top six market. And I, I don't mind the look of Dundee United in this one. Uh, depending which bookmaker you, you look at, punters, you're at around about the 240 to 250 mark around Dundee United. You might even get a bit better than that. I like a bit of the business they've done in the transfer uh, season and the off-season. Stephen Fletcher's a, a player who's been around the traps, Sheffield Wednesday. I think he spent some time at Hibs early on in his career, Sunderland, and, and, and more, and more uh, currently been at Stoke City. And he's, he's one of those strikers. He's in mid-30s now as, as Fletcher. He often pops up and gets goals, key goals. He's one of those players in the league like the Scottish Premier Division. He, he, he's likely to get his share of goals every t- second or third game. So I didn't mind that piece of business for Dundee United. And uh, to get in the top six, that $2.40 mark, I thought there was some, some pretty good value to be had there. I think, that's, uh, I think that's a fantastic bet. And on that market, one that I've been looking at is Kilmarnock, uh, who we just mentioned there. Derek McInnes took charge towards the back end of last season and led them to the championship title in a pretty keenly contested contest with our Broth. I have a feeling that they might well hit the ground running here. They've had a pretty strong pre-season. Derek McInnes did a wonderful job for many years at Aberdeen, mm. uh, finishing third on multiple occasions. And they've signed a fellow I'm, I'm quite excited about for Killian. That is Ryan Alabiosu who is on loan from Arsenal. Mm. And uh, he's impressed already in pre-season. I think he's a big brute of a fella who's going to really help them out defensively. They're a tough side to beat down at Rugby Park. And uh, as we mentioned, Kyle Lafferty's there. I I think they've got enough to mount a challenge. I mean, there's plenty of teams here that may well struggle this season. And and they're paying, depending on where you go, $2.50, $2.75 maybe to to make that top six. Mm. So I think that's definitely another one worth considering as well, Ken. Have you had a look at the relegation market or, or something in that area? Yeah, I did. And it's those three teams that I mentioned just a few moments ago, James, that are at the head of the market. I think around the 35 to one, $4.50 mark around Ross County, St Johnston and St Mirren. I think Ross County were at about 4.50 when I looked. St Mirren at 4.50 and maybe $5 around St Johnston. And if you look at some of the pre-season form, 
A lot of these teams have been playing in, in the Premier League Cup. Uh, certainly the bottom teams from last year and some of the League 2, League 3, Scottish, uh, League 1, League 2 Scottish teams have been playing in this competition. And some of the form, in particular, of a team like St Johnson's been pretty dire as about to start their season. So uh, not exactly the bolt of confidence that you'd expect uh, early season for some of these teams. And it's just hard to see, James, the, the St Johnson's, the Ross Counties and the St Mirren's, exactly how are they going to get up the table. I agree. I, I think I think Ross County will be okay under Malcolm Mackay. That they play with plenty of attacking flair and they're going to mm. pick up plenty of points in the Highlands. The one that, that that I've honed in on here, I think, is it's got to be St Johnston. Yep. And you're right, they're paying five dollars now to finish bottom of the league. They were horrendously bad last season, yes. following up from two two cups won the season prior. Mm. They only really staved off relegation because Dundee were also quite ordinary and, and went down and then they were able to win the relegation playoff. I don't think they've strengthened really at all, to be fair, and their pre-season form hasn't really been anything to write home They've been about. pretty poor. They've been playing some you know, reasonably poor sides and not been performing with any great gusto. <laughs> when you say horrendously poor last year, that's pretty poor. It is That's poor. about as poor as you can get. I'm just looking at Ross County's transfer ins. I'm, I'm just amazed at where the scouts find some of these <laughs> players from. They've got a, a player, William Akio, uh, who's come. Yeah. He's a midfielder. He's, he's South Sudanese, and he's been playing for a team called Vela. Wow. Yeah, now, I don't know where Vela plays. Maybe you can Google very quickly. They've got other players, uh, a Belgian midfielder, Kazim Olagbi, on loan from Southampton. A Canadian midfielder, uh, Victor Lotturi, who's come all the way from Calvary. So oh, yeah. there you go. I mean, it's, it's amazing the scouting system, isn't it? <laughs> when you look at some of these uh, more tier two, tier three um, European leagues, it's I guess some players just go from one club to another club at a similar level. It's, uh, it really is incredible. It's one of the great fascinations for me of this league outside of Celtic and Rangers is how some of these clubs manage to sign players. And what a great sell. Come to the Highlands. Come to the Scottish Highlands and uh, you're going to have an absolute whale of a time. Here's a player actually I've seen play back in New Zealand. St Mirren have got a, a New Zealand forward called Alex Greb. Now he played for Birkenhead United who have won the Chatham Cup in New Zealand on, on a couple of occasions over the last five years. You think I'm making this up, don't you? <laughs> he goes he goes good, Alex Greb, so keep an eye on him maybe at St Mirren. Now is, is there anything else for the Scottish Premier League that you like for the season or shall we move down a couple of the divisions, which we can do fairly quickly I think. Because I've got a couple of, of lower league players here that I don't mind the look of either. Well, I'll, I'll leave you with the lower leagues because I haven't done a lot on there, but I'm going to leave the punters with my top six futures bet for the Scottish Premier League this year, and that's Dundee United. I reckon they'll have a reasonable season. They'll rediscover some of their past glories. Well, they won't win it. Well, they, they probably won't even finish second, but I reckon they're capable of even pushing uh, Hearts, Hibs and Aberdeen for those third, fourth, fifth positions. So at around the 240 to 250 mark punters, I think get on Dundee United top six this season. Get on and get on now. I think that's a good one. I've had a quick look at the championship, which looks like uh, I would have thought a three-horse race this year between Dundee looking to bounce straight back up, Inverness, Caledonian Thistle and Partick Thistle. And of the three, I think if we're looking for value, I think Partick Thistle are paying $8 to win the league with Ladbrokes. And that's probably where the value is. They've uh, brought in a lot of players. They've really cycled through that squad. Dundee, clearly the team to beat still, I would have thought. But uh, at the $8 there, probably worth a throw at the stumps. Moving further down, all the way down to League Two. Now, this is we're really starting to uh, to drop down the grades here. But again, it's an interesting 
division and just having a look at the league winners market for Scottish League 2 this season, your favourite there at $3.50 mm. is a club by the name of Bonnie Rig Rose who won the Lowland League last season. Then they beat the Highland League champions in a playoff for the right to play Cowden Beath over two legs. And lo and behold, they beat Cowden Beath, which meant they have taken their place in League 2. Bonnie Rig Rose, now all of a sudden their favourites to win that division. And you can see why, because in recent years, the likes of Cove Rangers and Kelty Hearts have come up from the lower leagues of Scotland and won League 2. So it goes to show you a couple of things. Firstly, that maybe there's not a great deal of difference between the strength of League 2 and the, the upper echelons of the Lowland League and the Highland yep. League. But it also shows you that maybe there is a bit of value around for some of the other clubs. And I quite like Stenhouse Muir. Mm-hmm. And not only because it's such a fun name to say, but they're paying about $5 at this point to win League 2. $5.50 actually with Ladbrokes. They've signed a number of players and they were pretty solid last year without being spectacular. But it seems to me that they're set to make a push. And I think at that $5 mark, it's probably not a bad play either. I mean, Bonnie Rig Rose, they've not made too many signings. And I mean, it's a hard thing to do at that level. You're really, you're playing with no money. So you're just picking up scraps from other clubs and, and maybe promoting a few guys from lower down uh, and from your academy and so forth. So $5.50 lad broke, Stenhouse Mule to win League 2. Not a bad play. And I see you got in an athletic at about 11 to 2, Dumbarton at 6 to 1. Now, Dumbarton's got quite a history in uh, Scottish football. They were one of the first ever winners of the old First Division back in the 1800 and something or others, James. I'm sure you knew that. And four far athletic at, at around the 6 to 1 market as well. Now, when we were doing a little bit of prep and chat about this, punters, uh, yesterday, James and I, you mentioned, uh, maybe just to, to finish things off, some of the goings on at Queen's Park Football Club. Yeah, fascinating story. Now, it was only uh, a year or two ago that Queen's Park, who have forever been a strictly amateur team, Mm. decided to scrap that tag and effectively march towards the path of professionalism. Now, this is Queen's Park, one of the older clubs in Scotland from Glasgow, who play their home games at Hampton Park, I think. Bizarrely, the National Stadium, and they've been toiling away in the lower leagues for a long time now. They've just been promoted to the championship and they're making moves that that suggest to me that they're really trying to establish themselves as a much stronger club. They've signed uh, earlier this year Owen Coyle as manager Mm. who did some marvellous work, I thought, at uh, Burnley and and Bolton. Bolton Wanderers. And also spent uh, a bit of time up in the Highlands at Ross County as well. Mm. So he's he's not unfamiliar with Scottish football. It's a fascinating division, that championship, yeah, really. If you, if you cast your eye over the conglomeration of clubs that are going to be playing in the Scottish Championship this season, and you look at this, so Queen's Park, as we've just mentioned, the former amateurs, are going to be mixing it with the likes of Dundee, Inverness and Partick Thistle, who have spent a lot of time in the Premier League in mm. recent seasons. Then you've got Cove Rangers, who five years ago were in the Highland League. Yep. And then you've got the likes of Granick Morton, who uh, yep. have you know a very, very historical club in Scotland. Wraith Rovers and Air United and Arbroath, who have both mm. punched well above their weight in recent seasons. Yeah, particularly Arbroath. Arbroath's gone pretty well the last couple of years. Yeah. Incredible division. So there you go. Plenty of fun to be had. Let's just recap quickly. So Ken's best bet for the upcoming season about $2.40 to $2.50, Dundee United to finish top six in the Scottish Premier League. Mm. And just once again, you don't mind the North Macedonian striker for Aberdeen. Or John Miotsky. Miotsov. 
There Close. You, there you go. Not a bad about effort. Twenty-eight to one. You reckon it was fifty to one with, uh, with some rival bookmakers oh, there. Yeah. Interesting. You, you, you don't mind Kilmarnock? They're playing Dunder United this this weekend. I see two twenty-five <laughs> Kilmarnock, three thirty the draw, and what's that? Three dollars and ten cents around Dunder United. So some real interesting games to kick off the season, isn't there? You know, the first game, Livingston at around the seven fifty mark against Rangers, who are obviously short dollar forty. But that game is being played away at at Livingston, and Celtic kick things off at a dollar thirty. At home at Parkhead, or Parkhead, as they say over there, <laughs> against the Aberdonians, uh, the Dons, at uh, around the $9 mark. James, if you'd said to me uh, nearly half an hour ago that would spend nearly half an hour talking about Scottish football, I would have said you've seen too much sun, big fella. <laughs> it's the gift that keeps on giving. I'll, um, we can sign off with, uh, with my best, Hearts $2.63, betting without Celtic and Rangers. St Johnston to finish bottom, paying $5.00. Stenhouse Mule five dollars fifty to win League Two, and just one to get you started for this weekend. I think Rangers and Celtic are both going to come out and try and make a statement. If you can take Rangers minus one and a half away at Livy into Celtic minus one and a half against Aberdeen, that multi's up into about four dollars, and I think that's uh, probably not a bad way to kick things off. Go the Dons against Celtic. <laughs> Go the Dons, and Ken, thank you very much. We may well be back in a couple of days to shift our focus to the English Championship season, and we'll see you then. Happy punting.